Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where our goal is to help you find health and community through movement. I'm Molly Herford, a writer, coach, and yoga teacher. And I'm Peter Glassford, an endurance coach and kinesiologist. Every week, we're talking to athletes and experts who can help you lead your best active, adventurous life. Whether you're a gravel racer, a marathon runner, or you just got out on your first bike ride yesterday, we're here cheering you on. You can also visit us online at consummateathlete.com for coaching information and training tips, nutrition advice, yoga flows, bike skills, and more. And now, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Consummate Athlete Podcast here with a special, we're going to call it experimental episode even, uh, featuring a former guest, Dr. Mark Roca, a chiropractor from Barrie, Ontario, talking all about jumping. And this is not the jumping that you're thinking if you're used to to listening to Peter. Well, you thought it was bike jumping. I was very confused. But I, I do think it relates. So we have a, an episode here, Dr. Mark and I go through, he, he actually augmented this, which is why we think it's it's almost an experimental episode, is because we have a companion in the show notes on the normal post page. So you can link to that from your podcast player or find it over at consummateathlete.com. Uh, we have Dr. Mark did Instagrams for each of the sort of steps we talk about in terms of returning to jumping. Maybe you've injured yourself and you can't jump, or maybe it's been a while since you thought about jumping. Uh, and this is jumping on two feet, I should say, which was your main point. And as I'm saying this, I do think it relates to bike jumping and other athletic sort of things. Maybe we want to log hop or maybe we want to do, you know, again, running even, right? Running is sort of a form of, of jumping, you could say as well, sort of alternating between two feet. So it's important, right? Uh, and this is something that as we get older, maybe we get stuck more and more to the ground. Gravity, it's a, a constant fight against gravity, right? So that's what we're overcoming today. So there's a bunch of cool exercises you can go and they're just short uh, videos that we're going to embed on this post. And some of them are more sort of movement, you might call them stretches, you might call them uh, exercises. And then we get to jumping pretty quickly, a bit of skipping, and then we get into, you know, full out jumping onto a box. Yeah, so you can definitely listen to this episode, like as you're walking, running, riding, whatever it is that you normally do when you listen to the episode, but maybe, you know, when you're done with it and you are back in front of your computer or, you know, can actually like look at your phone, definitely head over to the show notes and, you know, see sort of what this progression looks like. Maybe even if you are just kind of sitting right now as you're listening to this, maybe open up the show notes right now and sort of watch as you listen. I think that would probably be... An interesting way. We're excited to hear if uh, if anyone actually like really likes this format. If this is the kind of thing we could do more, because this is the kind of thing we can do with all kinds of you know on bike skills and stuff like that as well. Mm -hmm. And with the different people we have on, for sure, we have lots of of different people. So if you are in the GTA, you know, Greater Toronto area, the Barrie area, you can definitely check out Dr. Mark if you're looking to get some help. Uh, he's a great practitioner, and so he's in at Strive Sport Medicine right? And Barry. Uh, and then his Instagram handle, we should also, since he put the effort into the Instagram, it is at Roca Athletic Development and it's R-O-C-C-A. There you go. And we'll link to that, of course, in the yep. show notes. And of course, before we get into this, a reminder that we are, we've, we've challenged everyone for the next month to practice bike skills for 10 minutes a day. And I think we can, we can count this. I was going to ask if you're going to count that. So the idea is that you, you practice your bike skills or, you know, uh, exercises to help with your bike skills uh, and then you tag us and then that's at consummate athlete 
Yep, over on Instagram. Right. Yeah, it's been kind of cool seeing some people are already into it. It's been pretty fun to to see a few people, you know, getting out, and making the effort to, you know, get a little get a little rad on their bikes. Uh, I personally, because I kept talking such a big game about track standing on the deck, have been track standing on the deck. Right. Proving well, you do not need a lot of space. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And then if anyone's, you know, if there's something that you're really wondering about, we could, you know, I could get motivated here and, and do some some video sort of things on Instagram, like Dr. Mark, uh, for bike skills too. So if there's a skill, we'll put that out there that you can you can help motivate me to, to, to put some more videos out there or at least linked to past ones we've done. All right, cool. Enjoy this episode with Dr. Mark Roca and definitely let us know what you think of it. So we're here today back with Dr. Mark Roca. Mark, thank you for coming back on. Always a pleasure. Cool. And I, I put this to you, I had a couple ideas. I wanted to have you back on because uh, I do like talking to you. And so this gives us you know, some sort of reason and purpose. But uh, one of the questions I, I threw at you was sort of, you know, I have a few clients, you know, they're getting, they're getting, they're adults, they're getting a little older, you know, they've had maybe injuries, they've had, you know, different things happen and they used to be able to jump or they never could jump and they want to jump. Uh, this could be like a box jump or just, you know, a bit of plyometrics hopping, uh, you know, as part of their conditioning. And I said, you know, you, you've been doing a lot of good work on your Instagram, which we'll link to uh, with a couple of different clients with different ailments and jumping was part of that, I, I think, coming back. So uh, you've done a big series. So we're going to, with this episode in the show notes, uh, there'll be like a series of Mark's Instagrams, which we'll probably mention a few of them. So if you want to go see this, it's probably like what, a five, six step thing you've, you've put up on Instagram. Yeah, it's about five or six steps, just sort of breaking down different parts. Okay, cool. And then what we'll do is we'll just talk through that a bit today and sort of a possible progression, things to consider when someone's you know trying to get ready for jumping. Sometimes we only think about the jump and you've laid out five things that you know aren't necessarily even jumping. So uh, would you want to just start at the first one? I, I can cue you through this, but is that how you want to go and, and talk through some, taking some someone from sort of the ground up for jumping? Yeah, so sort of the idea there is just sort of breaking down the different pieces. I mean, sometimes it's just as easy as jumping, but sometimes you have different limiters or maybe there's a mental block or an old injury or something going on. So um, it's always nice to sort of take things down, deconstruct them and then or reverse engineer it and then build it back up again. Um, so the, the idea behind the series with this one was sort of... Um, I'm a big fan of Mike Boyle and his sort of joint by joint approach and breaking the body down into different segments. So that was the idea here is let's take all the individual pieces, sort of deconstruct them, make sure we have all the pieces to the puzzle and then, and then rebuild it back into the jump. Okay. And so the first one that you had is, is you're standing here and you have a, a broom handle, it looks like, and, and you're just sort of standing in a side view. So what, what is our first step? So the first step here is the hip hinge. So anytime we're looking at any kind of movement patterns, when we break it down, uh, a jump is essentially a hip hinge. So in order to do that, we need, need to be able to get into our hips. So the idea with the hip hinge is just isolate the hips and, and just get greasing them and moving them. So uh, putting the dowel along the back, which I always, usually cue three points of contact for that. So the base of the skull in and around the mid back and then kind of in the tailbone or between the butt cheeks, as it were. And then holding the dowel to make sure the spine stays nice and straight. And then just shifting our weight back and forth and, and really getting into the hips, uh, getting into the glutes, getting into the hamstrings and, and greasing that pattern. So um, it's for me, it's analogous to like a bow and arrow or shooting a slingshot. So we need to sort of draw back, build some tension and then release it. 
So if we take the box jump or any jump for that matter, if, if we sort of take it down into its its root, it, it's a hip hinge. So we pull back and then we release. So for me, that's the, the logical first step is to work on that pattern. Okay. And, and so probably that makes sense to a lot of people. Uh, but maybe the, I guess what we're not doing as much is, is squatting or, or having like the knees come forward a ton and I'm seeing your torso, you know, the, the broom handle is becoming, going from vertical to horizontal. So if people can picture that you're sort of throwing your hips or your butt back and your torso is becoming horizontal much more than like you dipping down and keeping your body upright. Yeah. So again, if we if we sort of visualize, if we use that bow and arrow as our analogy again, if we if we pull the bowstring back, um, and, and as it comes back, if you're sort of looking at that view as the hips go back, that would be the contact point with the fingers. Right. Pulling the bow back was we're sort of pulling the hips back. We're building that tension and just letting it fly. And this could be our similar movements that our hip hinge would be like a deadlift or a kettlebell swing is probably the closest to jumping would be like a kettlebell swing. In a yeah, it, it, exactly. And sort of on that note, the idea is it, we're again, regressing the pattern to sort of and building back up again. So for me, um, it, it's working on the hip hinge, greasing the hip hinge. And then once we've, we've built up some, some fitness in that and, and, and got a good pattern, then what's not in the video series would be, okay, we'd work on deadlifts for a while and, and build up some strength. And the, so the athletes um, that you, you referenced in the beginning there, um, we did spend a number of weeks working on a deadlifting pattern before we got there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you see that missing a lot in the gym, like people really wanting to like, honestly, on the bike, I see it a lot too. Um, we should be able to get into this position we're describing where the torso is getting pretty horizontal, but people as, as humans want to stay very vertical. They want to keep their head and their body, their torso upright. Um, and it's a, the same motion you're talking about. Yeah. And, and with cycling too, sort of, um, squatting, you know, that gets a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of love because it's sort of pushing into the pedals is a squatting pattern. But a lot of the body positioning, like you mentioned, it's a lot of hinging. So getting into the attack position, the ready position, when you're descending, mm-hmm. getting your weight back, those are all hinges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's our first one. Uh, again, these are on Instagram um, and, and we'll put them on the, the show notes as well. So the next one then uh, is actually a really neat one. I have a couple of clients with sort of ankle uh, foot stuff that probably I'll be sending this one to as well. But do you want to describe this one? This is foot strength and control. Oh, so this this is the one with the ball and the heels. Correct. Yeah. So the idea with this one is again, sort of the the calves and then the soleus muscles. They tend to get a lot of love, uh, but there is another layer underneath there that controls the foot and controls the toes on the bottom of the foot. So the idea with this one is to sort of square the feet up, you know, both feet at twelve o'clock, and then to have a ball in between the heels, and then with that we want to squeeze squeeze the ball with the heels. And what that's going to do is it's going to help activate some of those intrinsic foot muscles like tibialis posterior, for example. And then the idea is under control to elevate and load up on that big toe. Um, A lot of the things I see from an injury perspective uh, are, are a lack of loading up through the big toe. So that big toe is kind of the crux for the lower extremity to get a lot of the, the joints and the musculature doing what they should be doing. And so when we're jumping, when we're running, for example, in a perfect world, that big toe is going to be the last thing to push off the ground. So the idea here is with the heel squeeze and loading up on the big toe, we're, we're getting some good strength in the foot. 
um, we're locking in everything that should be locked in. So we've got a nice rigid lever to push off of without getting into too much into the anatomy here. And then just really focusing on loading up on that big toe and then up and down with control. So again, the idea here is to get into that push off pattern. So when we get to higher levels, like jumping, for example, which is quite explosive, much like with the hinge where we want to progress to a deadlift before we start getting too explosive, before we start bouncing and, and jumping with, with some high velocity and a lot of force into the ground, let's gain some control and build up some fitness in the tissues first. Mm-hmm. No, I love that one. I, Cause I can see in skipping, I love sort of like bringing the feet together to try and get that, this like almost like pushing down into the ground. But I, this one's a whole other element of having to actually keep that ball squeezed because that ball is going to come up, right? If people can picture that it's squeezed sort of, if you think about clicking your heels together, squeeze between the heels and then you're going and doing a calf raise. Um, yeah, really, really good. Um, the toe, when you're talking about the big toe, you're talking about pressing the big toe into the ground and yeah. You'll know, I should know this, but I'll say, you know, better than I do. That's, is that toe, big toe flexion or that would be flexion. Is that so that would be, well, the idea is as we're pushing off, it's going to be going into extension Extension. and then, and then then some flexion as we push off. But right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that one's again on Instagram. So then the next logical step, I guess, to that would be, we're going to start skipping or, 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 you know, little tiny hops, toe hops. Uh, do you want to take us through just sort of thoughts of, of getting someone skipping? This is jump rope. Yeah. So the idea here, and, and it doesn't necessarily need to be skipping. It could, you know, it could just be low level plyometrics where we're just jumping up on curbs or maybe, you know, jumping up the stairs. Uh, but the idea is to sort of start small um, with some smaller forces uh, that don't require um, as much putting that much force into the ground and then mm-hmm. at the same time so we're still getting that idea where we're propelling off the the big toe but we're also building some fitness in the tissues so one of the the bigger things that i see with just injuries in general and, and um, whether they're acute injuries or chronic injuries uh, whatever the case may be is just a lack of fitness in the tissues. So this is a really good way to sort of build up some some fitness in the tissues and get them used to sort of catching or releasing energy. Um, mm-hmm. Once we get into the bigger jumps, obviously more explosive, it's not just going to be the coming off the ground, but we also have to absorb ground reaction forces when we land. So sure. the idea is working on the whole body, can we absorb load? So And that's the idea behind that catch and release is let's harness energy let's explode and then let's catch it again and i like even that idea of just even hopping on the spot like i i'd almost call them toe hops or something right where you you haven't even put in like a timing or height um and you could take the skipping rope out if that was distracting if like that's a whole other element that we have to coordinate (laughs) you know our whole torso and everything for skipping um that might be a good goal along the way for sure is to try and get the timing and coordination and whole body linkage it's probably a good thing too yeah, exactly. Um, but that might be a whole other project down the road, right? Um, okay. And I like that idea of like endurance of the the tissue, right? Like it's almost like biking, right? Like you, you can sprint, but then we, you know, just these little tiny hops, um, you know, and for some people that might be, again, enough like that we're, we're, okay, we're getting airborne, we're getting airborne like a thousand times before we go for any sort of, even a step height, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's not the end of this. So again, we're on Roca, Roca, Roca athlete, athletic development, um, on Instagram here. And again, we'll link to that in the show notes, but the next one, this is, uh, you're laying on a, a full length foam roller. So, but the length of your torso on your yeah. back, so your head's on the foam roller, your butt's on the foam roller. 
uh, feet are on the ground. And then what are you going to do here when you have people laying on this foam roller? Yeah. So the idea with this one, with the jumping, I mean, for, for a lot of people, the first three drills, that's probably going to be enough to sort of get by just for the basic jump. Um, but if we really sort of want to break this down and if we're really trying to improve performance or be nitpicky or if there's some kind of previous injury, um, and again, kind of going back to this sort of joint by joint approach where we're looking at everything as, as a whole, um, part of the jump is going to be using your arms to generate momentum to get off the ground. So it's not just going to be from the waist down. A lot of the, the bigger jump is going to be coming from being able to generate momentum. So mm -hmm. with that, you know, we're, we're going to draw the arms back and we're going to swing them forward as we come out of that hip hinge and explode. So we want to make sure that we have good, clean shoulder flexion or, or bringing the arms overhead. But that's also a coupled motion in it with the thoracic spine as well. So one of the limiters I'll see on this is, you know, for people that commute for a living or, or if they're sitting at a desk or even with cyclists that just yeah. spend a lot of time hunched over yeah. the bars. We, we do those three things. Only. <laughs> yeah. So the, the arms are never over the head. So one of the big limiters with getting the arms over the head is the ability of the thoracic spine to, to move in extension. So we have all these discrete joints in the spine, and the idea is to sort of get as many of them moving to extension as possible. So this is a coupled motion, and, and if anybody listening, if you, if you sit and you slouch forward and try to put your arms over your head, they're probably not going to go straight up. But if we can get up into a nice upright posture, then the arms go a lot further. So the idea here is the, the more motion that we can, we can throw into this, the more leverage we have and the more explosive we're going to be coming off the ground. So we, so we want to use that to our advantage. So there, there's a million and one ways to do this. I like this one because I'm lazy and I just want to do as few exercises as possible. So with this one, the idea is we're, we're on the roller and then we're bringing the arms overhead. And how we get the, that thoracic spine involved or that mid-back is with that big forceful expiration. So one of the, the muscles for, you know, for the anatomy nerds that are listening, the, the transverse abdominis, that is within our core, that's like the deepest muscle that we have. And if we breathe out really, really hard, that muscle will squeeze. And what it'll do is it'll pull the ribs down. So when we bring the arms overhead, if that mid-back is really, really stiff, what's going to happen is in order to get the arms overhead, we're going to start arching in the low back, and we're not really truly getting motion in those segments of that part of the spine. So that forceful breath out will help sort of hold the ribs down, and then the arms are only going to go as far as that thoracic spine lets us go. So it's really cool in that, A, it's going to help us get motion where we need it because it's really going to help isolate that area. Um, but it's also, you know, as a test, it's going to sort of let us know, hey, where is the limiter? What can we do to improve with this? Um, okay. And you know, sort of the other benefit with that one as well, with that forceful breath out, is we're really helping generate force in through the trunk. Um, and this is a thing that martial artists do really, really well is with that breath work to, to help generate power. So the, you know, I don't like talking about the core too much. Um, I, I'm not really a fan of that word, but um, the stronger we can get through there, that's also going to help generate force when it's time to get off the ground. So mm. again, really trying to kill as few, as few birds with as few stones as possible. Well, and this is like such a good one. The laying on the foam roller, again, the foam roller is parallel to your spine, um, feet are on the ground though. So you have sort of bent knees yeah. and then you're saying you're going to breathe out as you're sort of bringing your arms up overhead, you know, and you're going to reach towards the ground behind you. A lot of us probably won't get there 
I would imagine unless you start bending your arm, I guess, but yeah. And, that's, and for, that's the idea. Yeah. And for, for a lot of cyclists, they, they, they will struggle with, the, with this one because they spend so much time hunched over the bars or in the arrow position that they get really, really locked up in there. Mm. Um, and then the beauty of that roller is it sort of gives us a bit of a fulcrum or something to sort of push off um, to sort of help really force that spine to start moving. Okay. Now the last one you have posted uh, is your, this looks like a great one for cyclists as well. We're doing a, a lunge stretch of sorts. Um, so you want to take us through that one? Yeah. So that one there, looking to really get into the two things. One sort of, or I guess sort of the main one is to get the hips to extend. Um, so part of part of the jump is going from that flexed hip or when we're, we're, we're into that hip hinge and we're drawing the hips back is we need to propel ourselves forward. So again, the, the more hip extension we have, the more motion there's going to be, then, then the more force we're going to be able to put into the ground and get, and get off the ground. So the idea with that one, you know, and again, with, with cyclists sort of being hunched over all the time, you know, one of the common themes that I see is hip flexors tend to be a little bit on the tight side and which will obviously limit hip extension. So this is great because it will help open up the hip flexors and get a good stretch into them, extending the hip. But with the, the, the fun cue with that one is to sort of really sort of reach back with that big toe. And again, that, that big toe is a bit of a linchpin when it comes to movement. So by really reaching through that big toe, it really opens up that mobility and gets a really, really, really good squeeze with the glutes, the hamstrings, those plantar flexors or everything on the posterior chain. And those are going to be the big drivers. So those are the ones that are producing the most force when it comes to, to coming off the ground. So mm-hmm. I really like that cue because it takes a lot of the, all the discrete over cueing out of it. And it just makes it really, really simple. And then that big toe reach you'll find if you try it really opens things up for you. Um, okay. So the thing okay. there, keep an upright posture to, to make sure we're actually getting into the hips. And then um, with the lead hands, reaching through the, the pinky as we bring our arm forward in that runner stretch, same idea with the, the big toe reaching backwards is, and I hate using the word hack because it's not really what it is, but it is kind of a bit of a mobility, mobility hack for a better word. And um, it really, really opens things up for us. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're not in a line or in a, you're not doing the splits, but it's sort of like a, a lunge stance where you have that back foot is behind, you know, the whole leg is behind you. And like you say, you're almost in a running position. Uh, so right arm is forward and then it's the right leg is back behind you, but then, you know, you're sort of opposing that left leg, which is the forward leg. And then I can see you in the video, you're reaching with that right pinky, which is the front arm ahead. And then you're saying you're really trying to push that leg back behind you. Um, yeah. So it, it's all about that. The, sorry. The toe driven by the toe. Yeah. The big toe. Yeah. So it, it's just all about that reach. Um, and then those cues with the the reaching through the hands and the feet. Um, it, it's, it's very mm-hmm. similar to voodoo, what it can do with the body and, and how it sort of gets it working and moving. And probably the other thing to mention here is that you're going in and out of that pretty actively. So you're sort of like contracting to like really go into the stretch and then you're coming back out and it's sort of, what would you say, like a one breath sort of thing or, or two or three seconds, maybe you're holding it. Yeah. It's a bit of a pulse. It's kind of get into it get a good squeeze, get a good reach and then come mm-hmm. back and then go in and try to reach a little bit further. Yeah. And all yeah. control, you're not bouncing, but you are sort of going in and then coming out. Right. So yeah. it's sort of that. Okay. Very good. And then there'll be one more video in this series. Um, and that's sort of our, our jumping. Can you give us a, a preview of what that one might be about? 
So with the, the jumping, that's going to be more or less just putting it all together um, and, and just getting off the ground. So the idea is so just get into our hinge, draw the arms back, and then just explode and, and get up onto the target. Um, so with the box jumps, I typically don't like to go super, super high, um, mm -hmm. cause most of us can't jump high enough to sort of get on these really, really high boxes and, and have it be worthwhile. Uh, I know it's kind of sexy on a lot of social media to be doing these 50 and 60 inch box jumps. Uh, but I mean, unless we're playing in the NBA and can dunk a basketball, you know, 18, right. 20, 24 inches is a lot. And I think for a lot of us, it's it's going to be some of that coordination with the arms is a big thing, right? I don't think we realize how much like, but that's like actually a really, when you do a non-counter movement jump, so like your hands are on your head or on your hips or something, it, it really restricts, no matter how good a jumper you are, it's like the idea is that it's making it much harder. So a lot of us are, are doing that, you know, just doing nothing with our hands. We don't know what to do with our hands. Um, or we're actually doing something worse. Like we're actually like swinging them like in, sorry, I just hit the table swinging my arms. Um, but we're swinging them in like a weird motion that's like sticking us to the ground and like making it inefficient. Right. So I think it's worth reviewing some of your, your hip hinging and, and stuff here for that. And then on this stage, I'm wondering, you know, do you think someone could just start with like an aerobics box or like something that's, as you say, like a step, one step in a staircase is going to be a challenge for a lot of people. Yep. And then, and for some people, there's a, there's a big mental block where if there's something there, then all of a sudden it's like, well, mm -hmm. what if I don't make it? Or you know, it's like being on the trails. If you're looking at a drop, if you're thinking about how you're going to get hurt instead of picking your line, well, you, it's right. probably not a good idea to go off the drop. Right. Um, so with yeah. the box, sometimes just moving that hurdle, because for me, it's, it's about the movement. It's about the pattern. It's about the fitness and, and being powerful. So if, if there's a mental block with getting up on a box, then we just remove the box and yeah. we just jump as high as we can. So maybe it's you jump and try to touch the ceiling or, you know, touch the area above the door or just getting up a step. So yeah, that's again, a great point. And you, and you could set a metric on that, right? To show someone, because sometimes we need to see it, right? So it's almost like how high can you reach just standing on the wall and then yeah. jump as high as you can and touch. And then, okay, look at that. That's like 12 inches, you know, or whatever. And then you're like, okay, well, this box is six inches and you just jump 12 inches. <laughs> Yeah. Right. That could be it. Yeah. And then yeah, it could help. And it's like breaking okay. the four minute mile that all of a sudden you can do it. Yeah. I've used a little bit. I see in your gym, uh, it's at strive, right? Is that the name of the, where you're, you're working out of now? Yeah. Strive sport yeah. and exercise medicine. Yeah. I like the wall, the very good placement for your videos too. I can, you know, it's branded. <laughs> I like this. Uh, you guys have sort of the matting, the gym matting. And a lot of gyms will have these mats, right? And sometimes I've used that for different, whether it's like a side to side, hop or a hurdle or a, a you know a, a, how far can you jump like long jump you know a lot of times that these markers are on the ground but you could use masking tape or, or something like that right to you, you jumped forward a foot even right in some air time yeah exactly or just you know it's i do broad jumps and just you know get a piece of chalk and and, and just mm -hmm. draw some lines on the pavement yeah 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 okay all right. Well, that's uh, some good stuff. Then I think the only last thing that I wanted to touch in on this was the landing. Um, and, and you have a good video that's actually just before this series um, of someone you've been working on and actually showed all that progression. He was coming back from another issue, but he eventually, he was a CrossFitter. So as you say, he wanted to jump. And what I loved, what started this conversation was I loved that when he landed, it wasn't this like big clump and like jump back down and this big, he actually like landed. And I call it like a ninja jump. So he landed in this really athletic position, but really, really quiet, really, really balanced, you know, no impact on the top of this box. It was a good size jump. Um, so can you talk us through just some of the rules maybe we might, you know, apply to our landing? 
Yeah. So, uh, and you hit on some very, very key points and, and the athletic stance. Exactly. So, um, with sport, when working with athletes, when, when we get into these jumps, we want to be landing in a good athletic position, um, whether, you know, whether you're a tennis player or you're a basketball player, it's kind of that ready position, right? So, um, it's being able to get there, it's being able to explode and then, and then, then be ready for the next thing, whether it's a ball coming at you or whether you're defending or Ding up, whatever the case may be. Um, that athletic stance is really, really critically important to all sport and being in that ready position. Um, so the idea there is we want to explode. And then when we land, like you said, like a ninja, we want it to be really, really quiet. Um, anytime that we're making a lot of noise, two things are happening. One, we're wasting a lot of energy. And then two, we're absorbing a lot of impact very, very harshly. So these are the kinds of things that over time, you know, may lead to injuries, whether it's an ankle injury or a knee injury or hip injury. But the more efficiently we can, you know, absorb and, and release load, then the, the more powerful we're going to be, the faster we're going to be, and then the less injury prone we're going to be. Um, so again, with that, when we jump, the idea is to be as quiet as possible. So in order to do that, uh, you know, it's going to require us to be soft on our feet and light on our feet, which is, you know, you know, any, any, you know, um, team sport coach, you know, they want you light on your feet. So if you're on the tennis court again, or if you're on the basketball court or the soccer pitch, uh, being on your light on your feet, being ready to go at any moment's time, you know, that's, that's, that's what sort of gives you a competitive advantage. So when we're doing these, you know, these sports specific drills or training, we always want to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting when you see the people who are just ridiculous with how high they can jump in some of the tall boxes and when they're combining like a, you know, several jumps into one, right. And an actual like plyometrics, um, where we're actually using that landing. They're very, it's still pretty quiet, right? Like there's not a lot of slamming around. It's, you know, they land on top of the box and they're usually in that same position, like trying to absorb you know, and get as high up as they can. Um, okay. Well, that's good. And that's maybe, again, sometimes that's where someone's gone wrong and scared themselves out of jumping is, is in the, the actual, <laughs> like I've landed on top. It's not so much the jump as the, the finish. Um, so that's good. I think that's a good spot to, to go. So we'll leave it there. I think, like I say, we'll do a big post here. We'll embed all of these videos in line. Uh, if folks want to check out the, the post, uh, over at consummateathlete.com, we'll link, uh, to Dr. Mark's, uh, all his stuff. And if you want to work with him or connect with him. Thanks so much for tuning into the consummate athlete podcast. If you enjoyed this or any of our past episodes, do us a solid and leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts and check out our book, becoming a consummate athlete over at consummateathlete.com. questions or comments. Find us over on Instagram at consummate athlete, and we will see you next week.